what is happening what is up it is lime bubbly in my cup we are back with another episode of just be normal i forgot to not pour straight water because we're straight to business we got a big one folks i brought in a special guest today uh, someone who remains very close to my heart uh, but has also been able to show me and teach me almost like just new things constantly. She's currently taking on a new career path in which I've never been close to someone who's done it. So I'm here to bring her on to kind of open up about, yeah, what her life has looked like over the last decade or so and get into it. But nevertheless, it's my sister-in-law, Deborah. Deb, what up? What up? <laughs> Chilling. I'm so glad to be doing it. I trust me, I've thought about this for a long time. And like, I think I've expressed it to you where like, you're definitely one of those people who inspired me to do this in multiple ways, right? Like, so you're very, you have the go getter mentality. I've married your sister. Yeah. It's in your gene line. Like you mm -hmm. guys are just very go get it and earn it and do the hard work. And I admire that very much, but not only was it that, but it's also like the mentality of like just being normal. And like what I was thinking of when coming up to do this was like people who are very relatable as human beings, right? Like mm -hmm. I like your personality, you're very approachable, all those good characteristics, but then you do the not so normal thing and you excel at things that not many people do. And it's very inspiring to me. So yeah, sure. I just wanted to open up the floor and kind of get into things. So for those who don't know, Deborah is gonna talk to us about what she has done for a living over what, the last decade? Yeah. Or less out of school. Yeah. Like I'm interested in, so, Deborah started out as a flight attendant is the correct terminology for yes, it. Yes, we are right? not stewardesses. Not anymore. We're not yeah, ladies. Let's move go. Past that. Yeah. So with that being said, like th that's where it all starts, right? That's where my fascination, when I first met mm -hmm. you, I mentioned right before we started, it's a career path in which I don't think many people know what it's about, what it entails, where you guys live, how the life's life like like lifestyle works, right? Right. But the other thing being too is how does one get into it? Because the, I think the cliche is that you're someone who loves to travel. So you want to find something you can do to do it for a living, right? Yeah. So let me start there. So okay. where does your, where does it start? Did, did you have a love for travel at a young age? Like I know your family, so I know your story to a certain degree, but I don't know your personal take. Like were right. you guys taking trips often? What did early life look like for you in terms of travel? I mean, we took trips, but it was mostly like the Carolinas, something driving distance. And then I would hear about families that went to the Grand Canyon, all these cool big places, but we didn't do that till later in life. Okay. So I like dreamed of it. We didn't really do it. We Florida, Florida Keys, yeah. Carolinas. That was like our convenient um, family vacations. We did a few bigger ones. Obviously, 
we had family in Japan. So that was like my first real like flight. And real... you guys did that at what age? Like what age were you? It wasn't was it like super. School. So it was pretty impactful, I would say. Yeah. Right. Because those years you're like probably eye opening right. to see not only yeah. like a big city, but in a different world to you. Mm-hmm. It's funny looking back, seeing like the influence of certain things that have had on your life because even looking back when I was like five I flew in a balloon like the Goodyear bloom have, have you seen oh, the, the blimp yeah yeah I flew in that balloon when I was like five with my grandma and my mom and I think my dad was there I have a photo of it so I was like huh there's all these little milestones along the way of like flight or travel that was always like interesting to me but I didn't ever consider becoming a flight attendant until after I did this like uh, missions thing. That's when I really traveled for the first time. So after college did the world race, which is 11 months, 11 countries, you and, we worked with like Christian organizations and whatever. Now with that, like, and that's an awesome way to kind of get like the launching pad, right? Mm-hmm. Like to get into traveling and seeing, because like, for those of you who don't know, like missions trips aren't always like, and they have different names in different religions and different kind of ways of viewing it, but it's all basically the same thing. You're emerging Mm -hmm. yourself within, it's not glitz and glamour, right? So you were there to like help build homes, I'm Mm -hmm. sure, and doing all that, right? Manual labor, teaching English, basically trying to give some impact to the community of the people we were with. But yeah, that took a lot of traveling. And a lot of it was like, buses and like crappy like travel days long travel days but then when you had to go from like continent to continent we were flying we were flying like you know the major airlines the big ones yeah and you we got like the nice experiences we we flew emirates we flew you know the normal delta united of the world but on a 10 hour flight what are you gonna do but talk to the flight attendants at some point like you know Uh. we were never obnoxious like hanging out in their space but just like do you like your job? You yeah, know? to some degree, getting to know them personally, right? Right, yeah, right. See who's behind the mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, so from there, it's what you're getting open, open up to about like what the life is like. And I'm sure at that point, you know, like you said, you travel for a year, you come out of that, I would say, pretty comfortably knowing that's what you want to get into. Yeah. Is that the thought process though? Like you're one of those people who associates like a love for trap, like, Mm -hmm. because you went to, for those who don't know, you played division one, right? Division two college Mm -hmm. basketball. So you went to school, not in a traditional sense, but you went to a four-year school Yeah, and then kind of threw it in reverse right yeah I had no clue what I wanted to do when I went to college I had no freaking clue and I was literally when I was deciding where I was going to go to school because school was basketball for me it wasn't I mean obviously you're getting a degree but it was like where do I want to play basketball yeah and it was either a Christian college where I had no clue what I wanted to study because their degrees are like kind of different and limited mm-hmm. or like a big old crazy party school air force academy which would have ironically gotten me way faster to the airlines yeah. <laughs> but i just took the long way around yeah. getting kind of like lost yeah <laughs> which okay. is exactly and it's putting you i'm sure in a different seat right because if mm-hmm. you go to an academy like that like you're going to be on the fast track but it's yeah. going to be that you're going to be on a track, right? Yeah. Like there, you're going to know where yeah. you're going to end up like this. And I was, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was scared. Like I, with a college decision, like I didn't know what the right decision was mostly like, 
I felt like I would lose myself if I went because I raised super Christian, raised super conservative. And then um, you see like our school would like publicly shame people who went to like public colleges. Trust me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Party. And I would see that. And I'm like, I don't want to end up like them. I don't want to make the right, wrong path, life yeah. choice. So let me yeah. go make, let me make the safe choice and go to the Christian college. Yeah. So. And, but for me too, it's like, that's such a, an annoying thing to look back at in life is like, mm-hmm. because that's a very typical, like high school situation yeah. is you feel the pressure to go to a four-year school. And that's yeah. a huge stigma. I think in like today's world, like I always see stuff and I love it on social media where it's about like getting kids into like trade schools that they want to get into honestly stop the shaming around that because right Mm -hmm. like look where it's like you said like for you that had caused you and it's depending Mm -hmm. how you want to look at it as like a significant riff in your career path because Mm -hmm. you didn't go to the fast track you went around it just to fall in line right yeah so yeah that's crazy but it did what so your eyes opened up to the position and then like where does it take mm-hmm. you is there enough interest like when that whole missions trip and that whole thing winds up do you then come out of it being like on fire like i need to be a uh, f- a flight attendant or was no. it like somewhere down the line i fell into it like straight up, if it wasn't for this one guy I went to high school with, mm. he was working at Spirit at the time as like a ramper, just like loading baggage. Okay. And I was looking for a job. I was back at the parents' house, miserable culture. Damn, shock you did the whole ordeal, right? Let yeah. you did, I didn't realize that you did like the normal yep. post-college living. Yeah. Like look for yeah. a job. Oh, and, it was yeah. rough. And, oh. and my degree, I don't think I mentioned, was in biblical studies, which literally means you could oh. only teach like yeah, I didn't realize that yeah I didn't even get a legit like education degree I just got biblical I studied wow. like theology wow. so I could only get like one of three jobs basically oh, in God. my field so I was screwed so then I was like what do I do so then this guy reached out to me and was like hey I know you like just traveled the world and like spirits always hiring blah 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 blah, blah. and I was like oh spirit you know I had the whole thing everyone always says yeah and then I actually got hired as a gate agent. So I worked like loading, like checking bags, selling oh. tickets, boarding the flights. I made those announcements. I made them in Spanish because I could barely. Oh, hell yeah. It Fight was fun. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. in South Florida. They'll put oh you my God. The they test. loved it. And then they see the white girl there and they're like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Now like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so that's from, so funny. Yeah. I was a gate agent for six months. And then they were like, the flight attendants kept pulling me aside and were like, you are way too nice to be a gate agent. Okay. So is the gate agent like the initial spot? Like, is that the entry level? Yeah. Like like any front of house position? Yes. (laughs) It's so easy to get hired in any of those positions, ramp, gate agent, like customer service agent, whatever they call it. How do you park to work at the airport? Where do you park? So we had on-site parking when I started and then the airport was too big. So they've moved us off-site and then you have to take a freaking shuttle bus every day. Damn. So you so you would pull up like probably what, like a mile from the airport, yeah. park your car in just some lot. Yep. And then a yeah. bus came. 
Yeah, it's like a secure employee parking yeah, lot and then they sure. shuttle you and it's a total waste of time because it's like 20 minutes on that shuttle. And if they're full, they're leaving you. Oh, you have to wait for the next day. Yeah, I was trash. It was that's, terrible. And I'm sure it's pretty much like hourly rates, right? Like you were yeah. making like nothing crazy. I started at 15, which okay. isn't bad. No, I mean, it, but you're literally verbally harassed every single day of your life. You want to die. Yeah. So it's it's, it's the it. constant. I mean, I, I mentioned it. it too. There's like a comedian who does a joke about like they treat you behind that desk as if it's like your airline they're literally you know like like i'm never fucking fine your airline again it's like what do you sounds good yeah all right i hope i never see you again exactly right so i'm sure to some degree when those people approached you saying how like hospitable you are and nice it had to come like on open ears right you had to be wanting Mm -hmm. to get out of that position yeah I was ready and so when they told me that I was like but do you think I could do it like you think I could be a flight attendant they were like it's like it was just hard to get into the airlines and to Mm -hmm. get the first job once you have it you can like apply and you'll they'll see you and be way more likely to give you an interview. And okay. they gave everyone ev- interviews. They would interview anyone and everyone for the flight attendant job. And then like a quarter get it yeah, or whatever. Okay. So at least you'll get, a, you'll get a face to face and mm-hmm. then it's worth fighting for from yeah. there. Right. Yeah. And then how did it? So, okay. So you go through the interview process. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's pretty like a typical, right? Like, yeah. but what does it entail too, in terms of like, do they go through questions of like yeah. comfortability with flying? and Yeah, like- so literally what everyone says at their interview is, I love people, I love to travel. Uh, that's what you that's, say. Okay. You're, you have to smile, you have to be the stereotypical flight yeah. attendant. Huh. Be bubbly, talk to everyone, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I love people, I love to travel. All right, there's a word of the wise for you <laughs> listeners if anyone's aspiring to get in the air. I love yeah. people, I love travel. That's so af- funny. After a year, you're like, I hate people. <laughs> and I hate traveling. And like, I don't have enough time to actually travel. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say then, right? It's like, you yeah. don't even can't utilize Ugh. the real life. So yeah. that, okay, so it segues perfectly. So you land the job, right? And now you start going. And I'm sure mm-hmm. like any job, it has, it's like, initial honeymoon phase and like you are seeing new cities and you're exploring Mm -hmm. but then like when that starts to phase out like first off when explain to the people because most of the people like I said have no idea how this works they're so used to seeing you pushing the fucking cart next to them rather than getting to talk to you so like what you live and currently but also growing up and throughout your career as a flight attendant you were South Florida based, right? So how does that process work? Like flight attendants live where? They live, well, technically you can live in whatever city you want to, as long as you're going to commute to work. Okay. So, but if, in, with that being said, you better be somewhat close to what yeah. a major airport, one right? of your bases. Yeah. Okay. So like, if you want to live in Denver, Colorado, but your closest base is Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you're going to be based in Las Vegas and you're going to have to find your own way to get there. Got it. And you need to like, pre- so like airlines times- have bases, right? Yeah. That yeah. So they have bases in multiple cities, depending mm-hmm. on the size of the airline and all right. that so spirit i'm assuming was pretty well yeah, across we like the eight, country like i think we have eight bases now okay and most are east coast midwest you know we only have a few west 
Okay, but, but it would provide you because I've seen you do it, right? You mm-hmm. moved out to Vegas for a period. And like, yep. so it provides you the opportunity if you want to potentially relocate and check yeah. out something new, which mm-hmm. I mean, also as its benefits, Perk. right? But yeah. so, okay, so you pick your kind of, you go through the scheduling, you're on, but like, what is the life like? So mm-hmm. your normal day on like a normal work day of travel, you're flying so, how many times? Well, to start, you didn't know me when I first started. When I first started, uh, you're on reserve. They own you. Oh, so you're just, you're the Oh my God. It's so hard. Yeah. That's interesting. I've only seen the upside, right? Where you've been handpicking your schedule. Yep. Now I'm at the point where I have like full control. Then for a whole year, I was on call at the early morning call (gasps) from midnight to 10 AM. I was on call. Oh, no way. Yeah. On call, meaning like if that phone rings and they're you like, better, we got a flight to Colorado. You better answer. And if you don't, and you don't call them back within 15 minutes, you like are halfway to losing your job. No basically. way. Yeah. It's terrible. Wow. It's super intense. But... So do they let you know that up front? Like you're about to be our bitch for a little mm-hmm. bit, but just mm-hmm. deal with it. Pretty much. But you see, know it. Yeah. But what are, because, okay, from what I've been told, and we don't need to get into, because I'm not here to bash anything or whatever, like in terms of places of work, but like I've heard, no matter the airline, compensation Mm -hmm. is not always up to par with like what you guys have done for a living. So what are the real benefits? Because from what I've gathered from you, if you're truly working yeah. like that, it's not the glitzing. Like you, you don't show up to say Denver, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Dur- during ski season and you get off of work and then aren't you usually there for like a half day? Like you're not like yeah. getting to see the town or is it no. falls? So on a layover, you're, you're going to get out of it what you can get out of it. Okay. But that's not your time to travel and really see that city. Like yeah. maybe, like you said, you'll have a half day. You'll get like 20 hours of rest. That's a long layover. So like you need 12, 10 of that to sleep-ish. Yeah. Wow. And the rest, and only you 10. go out, yeah. whatever, enjoy. But you're not a flight attendant to make money. No one is a flight attendant to me. It's not about making money. Because if you want to make money, you have to fly overtime like to an absurd amount that it's all you do. Oh. And you're never going to be home. So if you have a family or kids or anything, it's just like impossible. So you're going to make like starting out, I made like 20 grand. Okay. My first year. It so was very so entry level. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was so bad because you're paid flight hours. You're not paid hourly. You're not paid during boarding. You're not paid during, you're not paid during some of the worst, most like the hardest times that you're Holy actually working. Moly. You're not paid when you're driving in. Like, yeah. but you're getting per diem the whole time you're on a trip and you know, other things add up and it, it's fine, but it's not about the money. Yeah. It's for the travel benefits solely. Oh, okay. People are, yeah. People only become flight tents for the, the travel benefits. Okay. So now talk to me. So like, do they let you know that up front too? Where when you signed mm-hmm. up, were you like, okay, this is like a reason to work here because yes. okay. Got it. Yes. So it's- what did they tell you? I mean, you just know what airlines they have benefits with and how you can travel and your family can travel. You get buddy passes on your airline. And that's essentially what I was saying. So basically what first and foremost, you fly for free. Yeah. Yeah. You fly for free space available. Okay. Standby. So there's a risk you might not get on. You have to be flexible. 
but and for those of you who don't know too so flying standby was foreign until i met you guys too i think like my yeah. whole family has commented at this point about it just because mm. it is something that's not everyone is used to so flying standby mm. seems intimidating you're essentially waiting in line in hopes of getting on a flight but mm -hmm. i think your sister has told me i think the number is close <laughs> to 15 20 times she's done it and oh, only yeah. once has she ever missed the flight or yeah, and quote, and not missed it but didn't get on so yeah. with your experience like did it add up enough and i know probably the answer is no but did it help to a certain degree like did you get enough out of those benefits to counteract the lack of compensation. Yeah, I mean, not enough. Yeah, but but, but yes. at, at the age you were, like, were, yeah. did you get to see some cool stuff? Because I know oh, the yeah. one story your sister always tells me is like, she goes, oh, the one day me and the family were hungry for pizza and we wanted deep dish pizza. So we just went to the airport, flew to Chicago and got it and flew home. That was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that's very, Liz very and I cool. would just show up to the airport because I mean, we were both single. We were both had very little responsibilities. So we would just pack a backpack and we would be like, okay, if we don't get on the New York flight, we're going to go to Puerto Rico. If we don't get on the Puerto Rico flight. We're going to go here. So we have it all lined up. We go gate to gate, seeing how it looked. I knew the gated, like I knew the people. So then we just see how it was. Wow. We didn't make that one flight. Then we went to Puerto Rico. Like it was just, it was so fun at that stage in life. And yeah. then later it's like, yeah. It reality catches up right yeah. it's like yeah. in that kind of and like you said you were ready to jump into it like this, that mm -hmm. segues perfectly because like so now like as like because you and i are very similar in age so like as we're getting older mm -hmm. that sort of dream mentality it's clashes if you want to get into more of a not laid back lifestyle but you know more adult living rather than like yeah. fast paced living but things like that <sighs> and that's at least how i feel so like now i'm in a point in my career where i'm like settling in right mm -hmm. like i like i feel comfortable with my career i feel yeah. enjoyment with what i do yeah and i know your story so i know for you that flight attendant lifestyle had reached a boiling point right oh yeah covid yeah it just it was nuts right like, yeah. I mean, up until that point, I was content. I, my dad and other people would always comment like, Oh, is this going to be your forever career? And I'm like, I don't know. And yeah. if it is, I don't have a problem with that. I don't care. Wow. If I didn't realize you were so grown. okay with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't okay. care if this isn't like a totally grown job or whatever. Like every yeah. year I'm here, I make more money. It's going to get comfortable at some point. Yeah. Not yet, but that's fine. So, yeah. but then COVID and I enjoyed, like, we got some time off. We had some leaves of absences, which were like a blessing just to get a space from work. And then after that, just the, the passengers ruined it. Yeah. And some crazy flight attendants, like, you know, you're not always going to get along with everybody and that's yeah. annoying and that's hard because we're working together doing the same shit and you're giving me a hard time. Like, come on. But yeah. Yeah, I hit my I hit my wall and then I was like, I need to do something else. I don't know what it is, but I love this field. And that's what I kept saying. I literally was seeing a therapist and I asked her, how do I find a job that's going to fulfill me? And she gave me some worksheet thing, like what your mom had. I, oh, you know what I'm no talking way. about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, it's like a pathway to find the perfect career it's, for you. It's <laughs> like something I should have done when I was like 12. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think go I had, I think man. I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
yeah no way so you get through it and like so what's it saying when you finally find your answer honestly it was something like I should go find that because that could be really enlightening now because it's it was something like you would do really well with hands-on work okay um like building creating something you know like construct I don't know all the different things it was like implying okay but like doing something physical and also using your brain it seemed like both not a desk job is what it was hinting at not a nine to five not a desk job none of that and yeah cool so I mean then that answer mixed Mm -hmm. with like what you were looking for and the itches Mm -hmm. you needed to scratch like where did that put you and where are you at these days because this is like honestly half the reason I wanted you on not because (laughs) the flight attendant stuff is like still fascinating to me but what you're currently doing is fucking mind-blowing so tell tell the people like what this has transitioned into yeah so I don't know I literally was working a flight with a, with a flight attendant that I know and really, really like, uh-huh. and he was talking to me and he was like, Deb, we got to do something else. And I was like, bro, I know. And we just sat there in the galley together, just like talking shit about our job as we're yeah. at our job. And, and he's like, we should become pilots. And I'm like, listen, I already tried a flight once. I didn't really like it it scared me, you know, so many things, but I was like, listen, let's both sign up for a discovery flight. Let's both do it. See if we like it. See if we, you know, check out some schools and go from there. So we both did it. And now I've started flight school. He's gonna, he's, he's on the path. To oh, no way. Money. Oh, yeah. very cool. So, so his process is starting too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so I shopped around and I, I did a discovery flight and which is I, what? for those who don't know it's like you go to the school you take a tour you go in this little like two-seater plane with an instructor and you fly for like an hour two hours you take off you fly around they show you some stuff they they basically let you be on the controls fly straight and level make a turn you know go up go down and just see if you like the feeling of actually flying because that was my fear I'm like I don't want to invest all this time and money yeah. If I'm going to not like the feeling of flying because it's yeah, to like be plopped in the seat. Yeah. To be yeah. plopped in the seat and just be like, oh, never mind. This isn't for me. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Well, that's so interesting. Mm. So, and let, tell me like, how did you get to the mindset of like taking it to that? Well, you didn't know. Never mind. Because you mentioned like, did you just agree essentially with that dude that you were working with and be like, yeah, you know yeah. what? Like, fuck it because to have that that's pretty profound in itself yeah. because to do something and not yeah. enjoy it and to the level which you talk about it and mm-hmm. then to be like you know what i think i'm gonna yeah. just try it again and do it yeah try it again yeah exactly because wow. i've seen so many other flight attendants that i know have left to become pilots or you know a lot of people leave for other airlines and that's cool too but like yeah. doing the same thing it's the same thing everywhere So he, I don't know, it was literally like an ordained moment for us to speak and have this conversation because everything changed after that. Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's so so exciting. So did you leave that flight? Like you come down, you land, you get out of the plane. (laughs) First off, uh, those small planes, was that your first time in one of those like real tight knit ones? Like, (sighs) 
Yeah. One of my, yeah, I, I did one other discovery flight with another school that I okay. really didn't like. Got that was it. my, probably my first time in one of those little planes, I think. Got it. So like, did you get out and be like, yep, that's it. Or were you like, okay, I see what the attraction yeah, is. Kind of both. Okay. I got out and I was like, that was a freaking thrill. That was a rush. It was yeah. scary, but you know, you probably needed to decompress, right? Yes. Like to take a breather. Yeah. But immediately after that, I was like, where do I sign? Like, okay. Like, so you were ready. Yeah. I didn't know like when I could start or how I could start. Cause I knew, you know, the money involved and I didn't know like, how am I going to pay my rent while I'm in school? And if sure. I'm not flying and the logistics. so many other yeah factors that I was like, I'm going to take some time to figure this all out, but like I'm in. Wow. That's yeah. so exciting that it was mm -hmm. like that clear of a click because mm -hmm. oftentimes like, you know, like I said, if there's any hesitancy, to be honest, I don't want you to be my fucking pilot because if right. you're like hesitant in any way, I'm like, uh, no, 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 I don't think this is a really good idea. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's so. And the one thing that has thrilled me throughout your journey doing this has been the pace of it all. So oh my God. for those like we can kind of it's like it's normal school, right? Like you're learning something new. So you're mm -hmm. learning what this plane does, the ins and outs of it. But tell me about, so you show up to school, right? There's a classroom setting and then you're hands-on in the plane. And it's been mm -hmm. pretty accelerated from my yeah. point of view. So what was day one to now, like briefly summed up, like a, a whirlwind, I know. Yeah. My first week, I felt like I was drowning the entire time. Okay. So when I see new students come in and they're crying every day, like yeah. there's, there's a new person who just started, who's cried every day. I've seen them there. Yeah. I'm like, the feeling is normal. Like you're going to be okay because you literally, you have to be learning things about like the plane and how to fly it. Like being hands-on in the plane, you have certain things you're required to read and do and whatever in like textbooks before each day, then you have online videos that you have to complete. And it's like, that's just like an online class. They're pre-recorded, whatever. Then you have online zoom classes. You're expected to do like every other day with other people in your same phase. So you're doing like five or six different things at one time, which is a lot like flying. So like you need to be able to multitask and stay organized and whatever, but you feel like you're drowning the whole time because it's all new information. It sucks. Yeah. And then at some point, like maybe a weekend, you're like, oh, I've heard that thing one time before. That's like kind of familiar. Yeah. It's like you start getting more familiar with the things. There was a point, man, I was, I don't know how many weeks I was in, but I was just like, there is always more to know. Like, it's so annoying because I thought I had all the information that I needed to know. And then I learned there's this new thing, this new thing. Yeah. And finally I have the freaking grasp on exactly what it is I need to know. And what, like, how long has that process been? So day one to now, how long has that been? Like seven weeks, seven weeks. And mm -hmm. so tell them where you're at and what tomorrow brings and like, what is on the yeah. horizon? So tomorrow I have my private pilot check ride, which is like pass or fail. And it's an oral test and it's a flying in the plane test with an examiner with the big the FAA, boys, right? With FAA. the big boy. Yeah. yeah. And you just have to know everything. Yep. So this is the final exam because so leading up to this, Deborah has mm -hmm. kept us in the loop with just, it's been like, you know, first off the, you had mentioned like the instructors basically doing everything. Then it's mm -hmm. like, okay, then you get to drive the plane straight and then yeah. you get to add in a turn. And like, yeah. so it's been interesting because it's gradual yet extremely accelerated because yeah. 
seven weeks ago, you did not know how to fly a plane. That's insane, yeah. And now you're about to fly multiple hours in what they call a cross-country flight, but it doesn't mean that, right? It's just no, across I've, the state. Yeah, okay. yeah. But that's and been I've done. done. All of those. Okay, yeah, so those I've done are all my good. hours. Yeah, all that stuff is done. So do you it's know where crazy. you're flying to? Because and for those who don't know, too, Devers Fort Lauderdale. So that's mm-hmm. the airport you're flying out of, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, to some one of them, mm-hmm. but like around mm-hmm. there. Do you yeah. know like where you're going? Yeah, I know okay. what we're doing tomorrow, but we're not going to like another airport or anything. We're just, just going out around. to like a, yeah, like over the Everglades, there's a practice area for like people practicing, you know, okay. new students yeah. and whatever. So you have to be super careful. There's no one around you, but I have to show all these different maneuvers and do all these different things for him. I have to stall the plane in like six different ways. Wow. Which so is like shut it chaos. off, right? It doesn't shut off. It stall. It, you it think does. you lose your engine, okay. but you you lose lift over your wings. Let's so, just say it would make me nervous. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> there's one that you're literally pitched up so far up that you can't see anything but the sky ahead of you. No, nope, just nope, to stall, nope. and then you're like, boom. Yeah, it's <laughs> it sucks. It's a terrible oh, feeling, yeah. but you have to do it to show that you know how to recover. God forbid sure. you stall the plane when you're taking off or landing. Yeah. Like you have to know. That makes, so yeah, a lot of sense. And to be honest, that's honestly worth, like I said before, like I trust the process, right? You don't see many planes come down for reasons because yeah. they fucking make you guys work. So yeah. that's what has been so fascinating is just the, the rate in which you've been at. So when you come down tomorrow, you pass the test. Now, this is what I was super interested in too, is you've only been learning how to fly one plane this whole time, right? Yep. So you will be certified to fly. What is it called? Like, what is that type of plane? It's two seats, correct? I'm flying a Piper Archer, which okay. has the two front seats. There's technically a back seat. We don't ever put anyone in it. Okay. But like I, after I'm a private pilot, I could go rent a plane, right? I could fly by myself. I could take whoever. And I could, I would be comfortable flying in that same exact aircraft for rent, you know? Okay. I wouldn't want to go. I'm technically single engine land certified and whatever. So I could technically go rent another single engine land aircraft, like, but it would be totally different. Got it. You wouldn't. Yeah. So you could probably pick up on the basics of it, but to not know the aircraft. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Not exactly. Especially without like instruction. No. And yeah, this early on. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm not doing any of that until the comfortability comes. Well, that is Mm -hmm. like mind boggling. Like I said, just the fact that like you turned the key for the first time on a plane (laughs) that short ago. And then like tomorrow, boom, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. You're going to be a pilot. Like, yeah, it's awesome stuff. And it's truly, like I said, the inspiration behind this whole thing is because you were a lost soul just like me like Mm -hmm. you you had the same because I was the same way like going into college I had no clue what I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. it ruined me because I just did it because of the outside pressure and then but like like yourself now I kind of feel guided towards something I'm like Mm. very my maneuvers are very calculated these days and look where it's taking you. Like you're going to be, that's the craziest part is like when your significant or no, it's your, Oh, I don't even know now. It's fiance. (laughs) Fiance. Okay. Officially. Cause I always forget where we're at. So your fiance will always say that she'll send me videos of you flying and landing a plane and i'm like holy shit it makes gives me so much anxiety you know what i yeah. mean like it just 
fucks with my head because it's so it's such a crazy thing to see someone you know doing something that absurd so yeah i hope you know you're we're always thinking about you it's fucking crazy that you're about to do it it is crazy are you excited like and then next steps tell the people like what happens next so because obviously you can't make a living renting planes and flying no so you you're not even for higher compensation as a private pilot you just have it for funsies basically okay so you have no step one is just get your fun license right okay and then what happens next then i get instrument rated which takes like another two months ish i mean that's the program i'm in so it's at whatever pace you can do it but instrument rating then you get a commercial rating then you get a multi then you yeah you do like a crew section where you go out and fly with other students who are also pilots in the same certification as you you get more hours and more experience you actually get to travel and feel like a pilot for a second wow and then um you learn multi-engine very late okay but you that's where you start is on two two propellers and then um then you become an instructor a certified flight instructor And then once you become that, then I'm the person teaching the new kids coming in like me. So then I teach them and I get hours when I'm flying them around and teaching them. And you have to have so many hours and it takes, you know, years to get the hours. And then you get interviewed at the airlines. So how long are you looking at between now and like that time between those like interview times? like two years two and a half years which is still so crazy right yeah then it's like then you're in the big leagues and then you can really see like if that lifestyle is Mm -hmm. like something you want to see worth it and or you see fit which is i mean it's got to be at least to pay off these loans yeah trust me i write it's like five years you got to do it either way it's like a death sentence but yeah you literally have to do it that's why you have to know but exactly it's like you've mentioned there's been so many forks in the road that you've clearly chosen the path that's leading to this point so Mm -hmm. i I feel strongly that you're going to enjoy it when you get there, but it's going to be For so sure. crazy. Like, yeah, like I said, it's like you're making the big leagues. It'll be super I can't fun. visualize any of this. Like yeah. I literally couldn't, I, I started this being like, I hope I can do it. Yeah. And now it's like tomorrow when I pass, I can be like, I'm already one yeah. of the five steps of the way. Yeah. You, do, you, know, like, you did something that like, I'm not joking, like normal people to me, I can't fathom it. I can't think of looking up in the sky being like, yeah, that could be me. It's like, no, like, but no. you, you said, yeah, hell yeah, it could. So, yeah. Oh, it's, but it's it wasn't so until happy. someone else told me I could do it that we, yeah. we decided we could do it. And that's with everything so far in life. It's like, I didn't think I could do it till someone else told me I could do it. Pack mentality. Yeah. It's a right. great thing, right? Yeah move together and uh, keep reinforcing positivity and uh, good things come from it. It's for shocker, right? (laughs) For sure. I literally didn't think I was capable of any of it. And and then finally, someone's like, you can freaking become a flight attendant. You can become a pilot. And I was like, can I? Yeah, I can. And then, yeah, yeah. like I said, that's why I wanted to have you on just Mm because in case someone hears it, it's like, you know what? That does sound fucking crazy. Like I could mm-hmm. potentially see myself because it's a world that you don't, I didn't know anything about until I yeah. met you. So yeah. yeah, I'm so pumped that you came on and uh, mm-hmm. got to share a little bit. And like I said, I'm sure you'll be back around the block to talk more and we'll keep uh, everyone in the loop. I'm excited to see what the future unfolds and uh, yeah, yeah, best of luck tomorrow. Go kill it for uh, the cool. Just Be Normal crew. All right. I will do my best. <laughs> all right. Well, Deborah, thank you again. Uh, best of luck. Cool. Thanks. All right. Peace. Peace.